Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brother. Freemasons podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe, Worshipful Brother Earl. All right, we're gonna go get right into this. And the first thing we're gonna do is, uh, I'm not going to. Uh, you know where to find us, FreemasonsPodcast.com. We're also on Facebook, all the pages. I'm not gonna go through every single one of them. Uh oh, Joe's turning on. Like pulling up the page for questions. My bad. Uh, Patreon. Uh, if you want to join Patreon, three, five, and seven is the different uh, tiers. Um, again, I put all the, I put everything up there. I don't distinguish between each one of them. But uh, join Patreon. You can also join Discord, and we have conversations amongst all of our Patreon listeners, as well as all of us hooligans here on the podcast. Good times. And uh, also, I'm selling shirts. Actually, I uh, just sold a, a shirt the other day. It's the White Freemasons podcast shirts. I'm selling them. Uh, I'm going to stay out of the back of my van. <laughs> Living in but, a van down by the river. <laughs> I'm selling 15 bucks. If you want one, hit me up on uh, Messenger, and uh, I take PayPal, Apple Cash, whatever, and I'm um, selling the shirts. I got a lot of larges, a lot of extra larges, so if you're interested, fire me a message. But Why, why do you look at me when you say extra large? I, just looking around the room. What's up, brothers? We got... Uh, Worship Brother Ken Tarwood and Worship Brother Dan Shark is watching us as well. They said, good evening. What's up? We got uh, Puppet George, who's patronizing Joe. And our commercial later, he'll be patronizing me. But uh, <laughs> let's keep it moving. So uh, first thing we're going to do is we got some toasts to do. We have uh, two more likes on Facebook. Rodney Tyndall and Matthew George. So, brethren, Welcome. right hand to... Arms. My right hand doesn't work. To arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. That is really good. Told you. Together, brothers. Vivat. 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 Perfect. I was actually listening to a couple podcasts that go with the Hiram Abiff. One mm. where it seemed like Worshipful Brother Ken was having a hard time sitting in my chair and getting the toast right with his right hand yes yeah because every because on 
the microphone's on your right side, yeah. so. It takes a higher intellect to, to figure <laughs> that out. Well, they only say people with their usually left hands are in their right mind, so. Oh, and uh, by the way, I just want to point out, for go. the record, since you have all been busting on me for months now, I was able to confirm at the monastery this past weekend, mm-hmm. I do in fact have a soul. <laughs> I, listen, the head monk told me so. I am just happy that you are in one piece and you didn't get burned. I did not get burned. A lot of Buddhist monks, they set themselves on fire. Joe just has to go out in the sun to get caught on fire. Do they have like a meter? You know, a soul meter? Yes, there is one. Well, no, I I trusted the head monk. He told me so. As I handed over my my check for my stay, you say, (laughs) you in fact have a soul, my my child. I think it's funnier that you had to ask, listen, all my friends (laughs) keep telling me I don't have a soul. There's this little puppet. Who comes to me in my dreams? <laughs> you actually told him about a puppet? Oh my god! No, okay, oh Could my you god. imagine? They would have called the police like, on me. Come in here right now. Yeah. They strap you to the chair and be like, "No, my patriots." Oh god! They would have been an exorcism. Start throwing <laughs> an exorcism. But I have, I have a vow to wear this for the next few podcasts. So yeah, that's all right. part of the deal I made <laughs> to keep my soul. Uh, Worship Brother Ken Tyrod writes, left hand is the tool of the devil. <laughs> so is foosball. So is foosball. Actually, foosball, the Patriots beat the hell out of the Lions the other day. That was good time. I don't get my nine or whatever channel they're on on my cable network. I don't get to watch any of the I just I didn't see the game. I just. Rafferty says I have a black soul. <laughs> no, you're a pissed off Red Riding Hood. That's all you are right now. You know what? <laughs> I'm coming back enlightened and peaceful, and this is what I got to come back to. If I wanted to be aggravated, I would have stayed home today. Baptism. <laughs> oh, my God. It's screwed up. What? <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm leaving it alone. <laughs> All right. George Washington's rules for Freemasons in life and in lodge. We've been doing it every single time. Um, let's see here. The last thing we did was... Let's look. The last one we did was a man ought not to value himself of his achievements or rare qualities of wit, much less his riches, virtue, or kindred. A person's value is not determined by what he does for others. Uh, A person's value is determined by what he does for others, not what he has received or done for himself. It's pretty self-explanatory. We've done that. The next one, 108. Again, if you want to listen to all these, if you want to hear them all, uh, not just the ones that apply to Freemasonry. You can go on Patreon. You can hear they're all up there. We did all to, what was it, 110 of them, I think, Joe? Yes. Uh, 108. When you speak of God or his attributes, let it be done seriously and with reverence. Honor and obey your natural parents, though they may be poor. That is to say, do not joke about the great uh, the great architect of the universe, of we're going to start this already. This is why Puppet George did a whole freaking commercial on me. Uh, that is to say, do not joke about the great architect of the universe, but show him the reverence as a creature does to his creator. Respect and obey your parents regardless of who they are. And that's what we got. Sounds like I shouldn't be wearing a monk's hood right now. You know who your parents are? <laughs> <laughs> None of them are gingers. So maybe no. 
that's kind of, that's kind of a tough one, though. Respect your parents, whoever they are. You know what? I was actually going to say that it depends. Uh, again, I think I even said it on the Patreon. I said that depends on yeah. what your parents. If your parents are beating the living hell out of you as a kid, yeah. you can't expect a, a child to grow up or, or or any type of you know sexual stuff, which is absolutely disgusting. But how would you expect your parents to be able to? Uh, how would you be able to respect your parents? I mean, there are bad parents. There are bad parents. You know, the only thing I can think of is in terms of a parental figure. If you do have a positive parental figure in your life, yeah. respect them. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean have to be your... I mean, I know he says natural parents, but again, we're taking this out of, what, 1768 or whenever he wrote this. I don't know. That one, I'm, that one I have a tough yeah, time with. It's, it's, it is... No, that one I have a tough time. To, funny to think about it, you know, 1768 were bad parents too. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the things we're talking about probably weren't spoken of. Probably back not then. So it's a little different context. You're probably talking. You had parents that beat their kids, of course, um, and some super strict ones. But you know, I mean, beating your kids back then was probably not a big thing. I mean, they used to make you pull right, a freaking was, switch off a tree and beat the crap out of you for you know. Not doing your chores or something. Probably like prescribed, that. yeah. Right. So I mean, there's a there's a different there's a different uh, I guess mind frame back from the 1700s. I mean, there are times I've thought about just getting a giant paddle and just beating the hell out of my son because he's a pain in the ass. But doesn't mean I'm actually going to do it. But that's all. Uh, so that's what I got for uh, George Washington. Sorry for derailing. No, no, you didn't derail. No, <laughs> you did not derail. So I had two topics that I wanted to cover. Originally, I was going to talk about the P2 Lodge, but I think that one we need to do a lot of homework on. Uh, so I really don't want to touch on the P2 Lodge just quite yet. Uh, but the other thing, I, there was two other topics I had, and one of the ones I had was methods for recruiting uh, people for Freemasonry. And I use the term recruiting very loosely because Freemasonry does not recruit. We can suggest... <laughs> we don't actually go out and say, here, join us, here, join us, unless we know this person to be of good moral aptitude or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we're not banging tambourines at an airport no. handing out pamphlets right. or anything like we're that. We're not knocking your door saying, have you, heard the, have you heard the good news? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. You know, we don't show up to your door in a white shirt with no tie button all the way to the top. We don't do any of that stuff. Um, just making a point, though, that we do kind of, in a sense, recruit. We look for, you know, people of good uh, repute and stuff like that. So, But what are ways to, I guess, bring, and we're going to talk about it, uh, what are ways to kind of put it out there without putting it out there? And the other thing I want to talk about, and this was actually on another podcast's uh, community page, uh, The Winding Stairs, I want to give them a shout-out, and a person had asked do you have to be christian to take the royal arch and that led to a big conversation sparked a huge conversation and i i know i spoke on my end i spoke two different ways i spoke what the actual rules are to join a commandery of you know to join the commandery portion of the york right and then i spoke of what my personal feelings are and we are going to explore both of those um, for those who don't know, in order to join the commandery, you have to be Christian. And there, it, it's a, 
Well, we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. But first thing I want to touch on is uh, we're going to talk about um, how to, um, how to, in a sense, recruit people for Freemasonry, in a sense. Again, I'm using the term recruit very loosely because some will say you're not allowed to recruit. But uh, how could we suggest and or show somebody the door? So I think what you want to do is figure out a way, first and foremost, truly believe that this is somebody that you would recommend to the craft. Mm-hmm. If you're going to vouch for them, then make sure it's somebody that you really feel can add to the craft and, and, and be a, a good brother. Um, what my na- I knew my neighbor for about 10 years uh, before I found out he was a Freemason and before he, uh, I finally asked him a question. And apparently what he had been doing that finally caught my eye one day was when I wasn't so oblivious, he kept leaving stuff out on the table when I went over to him. So if you walk through his front door, you walk into his dining room. Mm-hmm. And every time I went over, he would leave where there was a pamphlet or a book or something with the Masonic Square and Compasses on it. And eventually I said, hey, what's that? Because I started seeing mm. the stuff on the History Channel and all that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've been waiting 10 years for you to ask me that question. So maybe it wasn't <laughs> the most effective form. But it was out there for me to see and discover, I like to think, when I was ready for it. Mm. I noticed it when I was ready to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's your ring, whether it's a decal on your car, or a book you leave out on your table or desk for somebody to see that's usually a good sign or a good avenue for them to start asking questions. Yeah, right. I, yeah I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about this, this before, but, I mean, one, one thing that, uh, that it seems like we ought to all have in, our, in the back of our minds is when, the, when somebody sees that uh, decal on the back of the car mm-hmm. or, the, or the ring and says, hey, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. You want to have a good answer. Right, right. right. I, yes. I, I, I don't have a good answer. I am I'll not a big fan it. of the whole generic, uh, oh, what do you guys do? Well, we make good men better. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. Like, I've always been, uh, huh, come find out. <laughs> so a couple of our I listeners. Leave. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. A couple of our listeners, Adam Stotter, no need to recruit like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> Rocco throws in Puppet George looks like Darth Vader. So do you. James Rafford, I prefer to be the Emperor. I'm power hungry. Um, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a soul. James Rafford, he says lapel pins. Greg Schultz had brothers over this weekend and invited a non-brother. Um, let him know he would be a good fit. Um, so that's, that's what some of our listeners are saying. I've always loved the avenue of showing up after Lodge in tuxedo and suit at a public place. You mean like Jimmy's? Like Jimmy's. I've done that. Uh, I'm talking about even going out. Maybe I'm not saying go out and drink or get all smashed at a bar because I'm sorry, bars to me are not exactly the best piece. <laughs> what do you guys do? Especially yeah. by the time our lives yeah, are messed up for you. Look how handsome and spiffy. Like Usually no. it's well, like well, 10, 30, well, 11 o'clock and you're but, showing up. But look, but look, but look at the, um, at the uh, when we do the do the parade. I mean, I can remember. I haven't, mm. done, I haven't done it in a while, but I was, right. I was kind of shocked that as we walked up the street, there were people cheering. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. I no. mean, and maybe, maybe that would be a good opportunity if you had right. uh, the book or the pamphlet to mm-hmm. run over and instead of throwing candy to the kids, throw some, uh, throw some uh, knowledge at the. <laughs> I think two things uh, with that. Uh, it's a parade, so they're going to cheer regardless. You know, you're walking in a parade. They well, and when you dress like me. <laughs> 
they all think you're dressed up like me, so they're going to cheer <laughs> Not you. Not right now. <laughs> well, right then now. that was pre-monastery. This is post-monastery. Right now, you look like you're part of the Priory of Sion right now. <laughs> I am now going by Worshipful Brother Josephus. That is my new... Mis- so they're going to cheer for you regardless of the parade, but I also think you'll get more of a cheer and or a following if you do things like what we do car show perfect example so if you take that car show in combination with a parade or a public event you're going to get a lot of people like oh you guys are the guys who do the car show oh what are you guys about but it's going it, to it, it's, it's going to suck it's, them right in but it's but it's it's not it's not just that it's like well, well why do you do the car show well we uh, we get we get this water mm. money from the uh mm. <laughs> it's funny thing about the water money but but uh, uh, and we we give it we give it to the uh, to the car club and to the the uh, right. the arts. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I, minor digression. Me right, I'm, no, I'm, I'm the I'm the treasurer. So when right. so when the money starts coming in, I, I I have people coming for me from all directions, handing me a <laughs> right. lot of cash. I always wear my cargo pants because I you know I, I yeah. stuff all this cash. Slight little <laughs> side side little secret though. They'll come up to me first, and be like, "Here, George, you give this to her." I'm like, "No, just give it to." Him. You're me. <laughs> like, I don't want that. Cause I mean, <laughs> Worshipful brother. Through the hands of the, the, the secretary. Hey, I knew about it. I knew about it, right? Strikes fear in the hearts of men. But <laughs> no, because you know what happens? Like, honestly, people will come up to me with like a $20 bill and be like, here, you got to give this to Earl. And I'm like, just just hold it. Just just hold it. Get the collection. Then give it to me. I'll, you know, I'll fire through, make a count, then I'll give it to Earl so he can count it, and now we're good. But don't keep coming up to me and stuffing twenty dollars bills in my pocket. Like, now I don't. You, now I you don't, know what it's like to be. I don't me. have that life. Now you know what it's like. I don't have that life anymore. So I let that go in my twenties. But I just, but I just blew it. You know, if we're on Facebook, I'm telling them what, you know, what day we're walking around with a huge wad of cash. There's gonna be someone hit me over the head and take take my stuff. But this goes back two episodes ago when we were talking about the firearms, right? Lodge and firearms. You, you know, I'm just saying, like, you, you can be packing and then no one's going to have, you have to worry about it. But, uh, <clears throat> uh, getting back on it, though, my, I always enjoyed, and the way, thing that drew me into Freemasonry was the mystique of it. So when you see a guy come into a restaurant or a bar with a bunch of other Masons and you're all sitting down and you got the rings on, you got the suit on, and or a tuxedo, lapel pins, name badges and everything. It draws attention because let's be real. In modern days, not very many people, people wear suits or tuxedos and right. walk around like it's normal. Granted, back in whenever the 1940s or 30s, everyone wore suits, so it wasn't a it wasn't an attraction point because it was just something that everybody did. Whereas nowadays, everyone's in you know shorts, t-shirts, right. or very you know casual. ripped jeans, very casual. We don't do that as for you know, after a lodge meeting. I think it's very good that all a bunch of masons get together. It's an amazing recruiting thing. A bunch of others get together, even if it's three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Just go out. People start asking questions. It, 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 it's an eye grabber because you know you get people wearing you know ripped t-shirts and, and you know sometimes you get the females and you're just like mm, we're after the males. <laughs> So, who's your boyfriend? Send him over this way. Um, or who's your husband? Who are you with? Come on, send him this way. Um, but uh, I think that's, to me, is a recruiting 
aspect of it is just that that public presentation of mm-hmm. masons in uniform granted you cannot wear your jewels and your aprons out in public at least not in connecticut i don't know about right, other right. yeah unless you have dispensation for it so i don't rec- recommend going out in full regalia <laughs> 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 might get your ass in trouble but there's nothing wrong they don't say anything about a name badge right i wear my Typically, name tag everywhere. i have my name badge on if i'm still wearing my tux i'll have my past master's jewel on um but other than that like, and like if you're going to take that tough. avenue of recruiting, don't take off your bow tie, unbutton, roll up your sleeves, and look like right. a smash look the bag. Look, look the part. The part. Right. If that's your goal of, hey, we're going to go out, we're going to grab some food at this restaurant, don't you know, let the tie off. Don't you know, roll the sleeves right. up. Stay polished. Make it, make it Keep it polished until you've made your, until you've made your, your presence known. Right. Uh, again, I'm more of a... I like making a making a scene when I show up. You know what I mean? Like I want everyone to kind of, especially when I'm doing the. Well, not all the time. I don't want to sound like I don't want Papa George to start. Well, of freaking. course you do. <laughs> I don't. I don't want that. Because it's all about me. <laughs> no matter where I go. I'm saying as a Freemason, if I'm going to show up to a restaurant and I, I'm I, part of my goal is, and I do, it's in my mind frame that I, if I'm going somewhere after lodge. Uh, to eat, or even before lodge. You know, granted, we do Jimmy's now, but if we decide to go out, let's go grab a bite to eat, let's go to this restaurant, I will be prim and proper until I get comfortable where, all right, everybody has seen me in this place. Right. If they were going to ask questions, they would have they done would have it already. already. Done so, right. Now you can loosen the tie or unbutton the shirt or roll up the sleeves. But prior to that, I think it's very important that either when you first show up, give it 20 minutes. Wait, you've been, what? in a prim and proper suit for X amount of time, uh, what's another 20 minutes? Right. Just leave right. it on. Uh, now, this is just in the state of Connecticut, and uh, I know there's many lodges across the country that actually have casual lodges where they're, uh, they wear just whatever. In that case, uh, let's just say you're a casual lodge where you don't dress up in suits and tuxedos. Um, there's nothing wrong with wearing a lapel pin. There's right. nothing wrong with wearing a ring. Uh, there's nothing wrong with making your reservation saying, Freemason Lodge so-and-so wants to make a reservation for five people. You know, and, you know, people, oh, Masonic Lodge, table for five, you know, or whatever. Even at, if it's a busy restaurant, just giving an example, and there's people in line, they heard that. Right. Oh, Freemasons, huh? Just suggestions, thoughts that I have. That's all I got. That I can think of off the top of my head at this moment. Well, we've got some comments here. Um, Greg Schultz has added. Uh, many lodges have the ask one to be one or to be one ask one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very he also comments, in a way, not recruiting allows us to get men who are of better character, guys who want to be Masons, not just guys interested in rings. True. I, I will have a rebuttal to that one. I've always, and again, part of the reason why I said, and I actually, I don't want to get too much into detail, but there was some negative backlash on this podcast for some of the antics that we may have done up here. Who, me? (laughs) Not you. Uh, Not you, Puppet George. Uh, One of the things was the swearing, and one of the things was the drinking was a problem. And I had said uh, two, a couple arguments I had to that was one, we drink a table lodge. And that's fine. Right. And everybody laughs about it. Oh, we were at Table Lodge and so-and-so was I was on. at a recent Table Lodge where there were nine shots throughout right. the evening. We don't do that many. No. 
And, and the most swearing. Of the times it's not even alcohol. And the swearing. You have you have songs that have swears. You have Facebook social media things that have swears. Swearing is it's and then this is my opinion. Swearing is just simply words. Um is it frowned upon? Sure. But you know, the best thing about swears is uh, it, it's just kind of it's become kind of like somewhat of a just a, a normal talk. Granted, they, the argument to that is, oh, well, Masons are supposed to be upstanding and everything. Okay, true. I do agree with that. And we have cut back on a lot of things. But one of the things that I had said about this podcast is that we're not trying to recruit people of higher age. We're trying to recruit young guys to right. come in, listen to this podcast, and be part of it. So the point that I'm trying to dra- drive at is one of the things I've always said is if we bring a 1,000 people to the door... It's the job of the secretary to first screen them, mm-hmm. then the investigation committee to screen them again, and then the lodge to screen them a third time. So in my opinion, yes, I, I, I do agree that you know we don't just want men who want rings, but that's the job of the investigation, investigation committee. Agree. My job as a mason on a base level is to bring as many of those people to the door and let the lodge screen them out. And I've made this analogy on prior podcasts. It's like putting a, a want ad in the paper. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a thousand applicants for one position. It's your job to, to get that one applicant, that best applicant. That's part of the screening process, part of the quote-unquote interview process. Um, that's all it is. We're putting a want ad mm-hmm. out there. That's all we're doing. And, you know, we're also educating, you know, people about Freemasonry and seeing that we're actually real people. Right. We're not just you know, we're 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 drink some we're drink some whiskey have a beer type dudes. Right. We're not, you know. There's no world conspiracy going on here except you look clearly like you're out of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it is all happening as I have foreseen. <laughs> but we all like to joke around. We're just normal people, you know. But that's uh, the other thing about this podcast. When when have we done a a, a full blown recruiting attempt on this podcast? I'd argue never. I feel a smart-ass commercial coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my point is we're just being us. We're doing our podcast. Mm-hmm. I assure you this podcast is fully operational. Um, but we're just doing our thing, and that's attracting people. People want right. to know more just by listening to us. <laughs> you can't keep a straight face looking at me right now, can you? I, can't. I, really I will can't. teach you the true meaning of the dark side. I really can't. You just you ruin it. Every time I look at you, I just... Uh, Have continue. you seen my lightsaber? <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm good. Uh, Greg Schultz said, One of the things that drew me to your podcast is that you're real dudes not reading from a script. I hate reading from a script. I hate reading off the computer. It drives me insane. And let me tell you, I catch living hell from certain people who are like, Dude you were completely off on your facts. <laughs> right. But part of that is... But you're engaged. And I appreciate that. You know, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Mike, the intern from the Masonic Roundtable. He's like, dude, man, <laughs> you're killing me. He's like, I'm listening to it. I'm like, no, that's not... It was Henry Knox. It wasn't... Uh, but, it, you know, I, I, I don't like reading off a script. I like reading from the heart. I like talking from the heart. Yeah. I don't like. And I mean, sometimes I, I, we mess stuff up. And we ruin it sometimes. <laughs> brutally ruin it. But that's, in my opinion, that's the funny part. Is when I got to read back, and it's actually, it's funny to me because I'm listening to it, and then I'm actually like, all right, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to eat crow on that one. 
but I yeah, I don't like reading off a script. I like talking about things that I do and worship of the era. What do you got? You got any other type of uh, recruiting things? Well, I just above the uh, yeah, recruiting things. Like things to bring people into Freemasonry. Things that are attention grabbers, so to speak. Yeah, so I had besides this. Yeah, well, I mentioned it was, it was kind of like the, the the business about the you know, when someone asks you about the you know what the square encompasses are, what what mm-hmm. they mean. You you could you know, I'm, I'm, I'm developing my I, I hate to use the term because it's it's kind of off use about the elevator pitch. You know, the elevator mm-hmm. pitch. You know that you got you jump walking an elevator with somebody and you're mm-hmm. going down four floors and they go, hey, what's the deal with that lapel pin? And you've got you know. 20 seconds to describe right. what what's what the what the deal so i think i think that would be important the, the i think to me the elevator thing i'm not a big fan of i've heard it before my big thing would be a, you want to find out call me uh, we'll yeah. talk yeah and you've given them the option to either walk away or listen to your because i feel like and this is just me if i ask somebody a question like hey what's uh what's that all about and they give me a uh they give me a five minute pitch I, I have a very short track mind, and I you'll lose my attention in seconds. If I think it's boring, I'm like all I hear is so I'm I wouldn't be more I would be more drawn to it if they handed me their card and say call me. Yeah, the, the one the one thing about about recruiting and when I the the only other time that I was here we talked about this is that that it was it was kind of easy for me to uh, to become a Freemason because everybody in my family mm. Freemasons my right. father. Mm-hmm. My uncle, my grandfather, all of them, and uh, and I I thought it was very cool, you know, they, mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. the way the way they they operated the square and compasses and all that stuff, and I had always wondered why my father never asked me to be a, a Freemason, and he was he was dead, and my my mother told me oh he mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to ask you so right. so it's uh. So the mystique kind of grabbed you, not only family but it was mystique, correct? Well, but but so the. Um, no, here's here's the one thing that, that that did that did grab you. Maybe this is something you could use to recruit. Mm-hmm. Because my father would, uh, we always, we always, we kind of kidded him. I think that's probably why he probably thought we thought he it was foolish. But the one thing he would use he would do is uh, you go by a uh, a plumber. They go, oh yeah, Fred, he's he's a mason. You go by an electrician. Oh, uh, Jim, there, he's he's a mason. And we were just kind of, oh yeah, he wants to tell us they're masons. But what he was telling me. Was that these are people you can trust? Right. That if you if you if that that guy's a mason, he's a plumber, he's going to take he's going to he's going to treat the, you fairly. He's going to treat you fairly. So that's mm. that's what he was. What was a guy I worked for uh, when I was in between jobs. He was a contractor, and uh, he was actually out of Saint America, Saint John, and uh, reminded me of Santa Claus because he had the white hair and the white beard and everything. But he actually in the back of his work truck had square encompasses right on the back of his thing. And, you know, most people who aren't Freemasons or don't pay attention to it, they're going to be like, Pfft. but if I see that in the back oh, yeah, of his car, right, I'm going to make same note of that. Here. And if I need a contract, that's the guy I'm hiring because yeah. I know he won't screw me. And in this in this world, you got a lot of people who do some dirty shit. Right. You know, they do some really messed up things. They might take your money and you won't see him for six, seven, eight months or at all. But if I see a Masonic logo on the back of his car, I know he's going to do honest work. Right. So, the I, I think car logos are, are are a big thing too. 
there's been many times I'm driving down the road and you just hear beep, 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 beep. I pull up and, you know, it's very difficult for somebody who drives for a living. Uh, when people are honking at me in my work truck, it's usually because they're usually pissed off because I'm going slow. <laughs> so it's like, are you Oh, hey, brother, how you doing? <laughs> but in my own car, I'll think about it. But because, uh, again, uh, I drive a big flatbed truck. I got to do 55. Not everybody does 55. And when right. they're stuck behind me, you when can see them in the rear living, view you don't have just, just ripping the hair out of their heads, losing their minds. So when I get my own car and I hear somebody beeping at me, my natural reaction or thought process is, what now? Like, yeah, what now? Yeah. And then I see them and they're all smiles as they're waving by me. I'm like, oh, hey. And I said, we need to come up with some sort of a honk system so that we can identify <laughs> each other. Maybe it's three, three, and three, like yeah. beep, 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 you know? <laughs> or, or something along those lines. Uh, but uh, that's all I got for that. If there are any listeners who are watching live that have any uh, any other, hey, Link's Risers popped yeah, up. Yeah, he just popped up. Greg Hi, Schultz Links. added, uh, Mason is always recruiting by how you live your life, your choices, and who you associate with. That is absolutely true. Yeah, but to actually bring people in the door, I think you got to go a little bit. You got to put it out there a little bit, you know. And it's not wearing uh, a little red riding hood or Maleficent. I don't know what the hell you're. Maleficent? <laughs> you're really going like. <laughs> not the Angelina Jolie one, because you're definitely not that good looking. I'm just saying, like, wow. we're going to go with the old cartoon. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But uh, we're going to pause. What is that, a Pee Wee Reese jersey you're you're wearing there? (laughs) A boy's extra large? What do you got there? (laughs) Actually, uh, that is a really nice jersey. Is that a Mitchell and Ness one? This is actually, no. This is, uh, I had a guy when I was a mechanic. I had a guy who used to come around in his his car all the time. And he'd sell jerseys out of the back of his car, right? Swear to God. I used to be that guy. For a lot of people, I was that guy with football jerseys. Really? Yeah. This is actually an, uh, it's a, um... It's a throwback jersey. Yeah, it's the it's old like jersey. The like wool. Wool yeah. Wool linen, it is. It's is a it? throwback Yankees jersey of one of their original jerseys. Uh-huh. It's the uh, whatever it's called. Because if you notice, it's not white, like super white. Right. It's, it's almost it's like a bone off-white. or an off-white. Yeah, yeah. it's the bone-colored one. And uh, we, we just figured that that was your, your laundry in No, 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 no. Does it have a number on the back or no? I'm actually really good at doing laundry. Does it have a number on the back? What yeah. do you mean? No, no. no it's okay. uh, cool. just no, a just... plain, it's a plain, uh, but it, this is one of the original throwback jerseys of the Yankees from like the actually 1920s or something. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, Murderer's Row kind of <laughs> thing. Greg Schultz wrote Smedium. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. I have to throw them to uh, their little banter back and forth. The last podcast, no, Joe and Greg. Joe and Greg yeah. was hysterical. That was funny, especially when he dropped it. He goes, "F you, Joe. F you, Joe." <laughs> yeah, I read that when I got all this fighting. On and a I podcast, freaking baby. died. But uh, we're gonna actually pause this. We're gonna keep the live going. We're gonna pause it. We're gonna take our break for our commercial break, where Puppet George is gonna let me have it, and uh, we'll be back. So uh, stick around. The Freemasons Podcast presents Real Brothers of Genius. Real Brothers of Genius. Today we salute you, Brother Masonic Podcaster Host Guy. Brother Masonic Podcaster Host Guy. Only you can host a podcast, say words that you don't know the meaning to, nor can you spell them in any way. Oh, he sounds like a moron. Lollipop Guild member, pirate who couldn't make it to an island, and loser of his fifth grade spelling bee. No matter how much milk you drink, it'll never do your body any good. I think he's talking about me. 
Your show? No, it's mine! Ow, you're going in the garbage! And even though you have a ton of listeners, they only tune in to hear me and that ginger religiously make fun of you episode after episode. God, I hate this puppet! So crack open a nice cold orange straw, you master of the microphone, because only you can mess up word after word every single recording. Brother Masonic Podcaster Host Guy. Brought to you by the Freemasons Podcast, Seymour, Connecticut. Hello, and we are back. So the first uh, half of this, I hope you guys enjoyed the commercial, Puppet George ridiculing and picking on me. First half of this, we talked about how to recruit. Second half of this... We're going to get into the York Rite, and we're going to talk about uh, something that, again, it was a conversation that was on another podcast's uh, community group, and the topic was the particular brother asked, do you have to be Christian to join the York Rite and or take the Royal Arch? The resounding answer is no. To take the, the Royal Arch, you do not. That is part of chapter. You do not. You could even take counsel. You do not have to be Christian. The Christianity part of it pops in when you take the orders of commandery. It's chivalric orders. And that's where, according to the grand encampment rules, excuse me, the grand encampment rules, you have to profess a faith in the Christian religion. Uh, I, for one, know for a fact that there have been members of other faiths that have joined commandery. In mm-hmm. uh, part of, at least in the state of Connecticut, uh, the rules are that you have to, it asks you the question, if you are called to defend a religion, would you give preference to the Christian religion? Uh, and that is basically, sounds like that. Uh, there are the 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 debate was uh, was very hot. It was a hot debate on it, and uh, basically, some had said, "Nope, you have to be Christian." I, in my personal opinion, uh, have always said that Freemasonry has always been where it doesn't it doesn't prefer a particular religion. The order of the commandery orders, and again, I just want to cite that I am the grand sword bearer of the grand commandery of the state of Connecticut. That is my official title. I am a member of the grand commandery. I am not speaking for the Connecticut grand commandery. I am simply speaking on my own beliefs and and opinions. So I want to cite that right off the bat. Number one, Freemasonry and all of its rituals and or tenants have always been for the benefit of man and never given preference to a particular religion with that being said i don't believe that it should be where a particular person of a different faith should be barred from the lessons of a particular order based on their religious preference again agree because i i think that would that in and of itself would Unmasonic by definition, right? It, it would be correct. Um, and I also want to cite that there are many Christian orders or or there are Christian tenants in Scottish Rite. It's not a matter of your religious preference, more of a fact 
of the lessons that are taught in each religion. Again, there's nothing wrong with having uh, maybe in the the Quran, which is the the Muslim, Mm -hmm. if there was a degree for the Quran, if there was a chivalric order of the Quran, should a Christian be barred from that as well? I would say no, because the lesson is still in there regardless of the religious background to it. So why would it be any different for a Christian uh, degree, so to speak? And you could even argue that the shrine has a Muslim theme to it. Uh, Correct. A Muslim yes. overtone. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. But yeah. mm-hmm. I, as a Christian, am more than welcome to join that, which I am a member of. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a lot of this stuff like you had alluded to in some of our conversations on that post, mm-hmm. could be taken as symbolic. We're not going to go off and fight right. a holy war. I don't right. think those days are coming. And if, if there is, the guy in the black cloak probably right. shouldn't be the guy fighting that holy war for right. you. I, I mean, if you really want to get into a level of, I mean, one of the things it says, uh, would you defend the Christian religion? Who in the hell is a Mason who's going to go out and defend the Christian religion when we have brothers of all faiths? Right. Who are you defending it against? It's allegorical, in my opinion. It's allegorical. And it's allegorical because of the actual order of the Templar degree. Because realistically, the order of Malta, yes, gets into uh, basically the Knights of St. John and the Knights of Malta who fought at Malta and we're fighting against the Turkish or the Ottoman Empire at the time. And yes, there's it basically talks about them and where they derive from the Knights Templar. But the Order of the Red Cross has absolutely nothing to do with Christianity. Or Florence Nightingale. I don't know. I have no idea who that is. The Red Cross? Come on. No she idea. Was a nurse? I'm too young for you that. Got that right? I got, I got uh, that's that. it. It's Again, in, I'm too young for that. It's in a history book. I'm too young for that. It's in a history book. I wasn't a contemporary I'm a sh- of hers. I'm taking a shot at your age. I'm putting the hood back. Maybe went, went straight to truck driving school from... Listen, uh, I went to Naugatuck <laughs> High... Oh. I'm going to... I went to Naugatuck <laughs> High School. So they don't teach that in Naugatuck High School. I'm going back into... <laughs> I'm going back into my silent retreat. Uh... But I just want to say that, uh, you know, getting back on it, um, the Order of the Red Cross is not Christian whatsoever. It's actually taken out of the Old Testament with, uh, what, the, what was the guy's name? Jesus? No. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Moses? Uh, I'm going to draw a blank on this one. Aaron? I'm going to look like a complete Abraham? ass. No, no. Josephus? No, no. Anyway, moving on. It, it basically talks about a, a person's travel from... Uh, Jerusalem to the Babylon, the Babylonian Empire, or Persia, excuse me, at the time. And uh, there's, a, there's a big, it's actually a, a Scottish Rite degree as well. Uh, it, where's your brother? It's, oh, uh, God, he's killing me. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. But it's not a Christian, it's not a Christian owned overtone, so to speak. Knights of Malta, maybe a little bit more, kind of drives on the Christian side, talking about the Christian knights. Order of the Temple, very Christian. But the lessons within don't necessarily... You get what I'm saying? Like, the lessons of the Order of the Temple are very basic. If you really break them down, yes, they have a lot of references to Jesus. Yes, they have a lot of references to uh, the crucifixion and stuff like that. But you can still learn a lesson from that story, no matter what religion you are. 
So I have always been one that it's allegorical. And that's what it means. It's, it's an allegorical lesson. Uh, that's just uh, my opinion on it. And I don't think that a person or a mason, especially a brother, should be barred from taking those degrees just simply based on their religious preference. That is my personal opinion. Uh, I would also... Uh, I would also go to argue that, and again, it was written in the post that I'm sure you read as well, because I know you're active on it as well, the Winding Stairs mm-hmm. group. Um, many people said, well, that's exactly why I don't take the York right. Absolutely. Right. I, I know so brothers that have only advanced uh, to a certain level because they won't go to that last. And I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. his name here because his beliefs are his beliefs. Right. A, a uh, a right is he a right Rochelle brother? No, not the one I'm talking oh, about. Okay. I'm talking but about But you would right. recognize the name immediately if I said it to you. And I'll tell you off there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about it but off yeah, there. But yeah, he's like, yeah, um, he's Jewish. And he's like, I, yes, I, I don't I think feel we're on right the same page. going to that next one because I can't do that. I think we're I think we're talking about the same person, but anyway, it's a brother who is Jewish who he got up to a certain point and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to take it. And I've always said like, but you're a 32nd degree Scottish right Mason. Why wouldn't you take the York right? Why wouldn't you complete the 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 lesson that's in it? He's like, well, because I'm not Christian. I said, yeah, but in the Scottish right, there's Christian degrees. Actually, the Knights of the Rose Croix. It's a very Christian. it's very Absolutely. Christian. That's the 17th and 18th degrees. They're very Christian. Yes. But anybody can take them. Right. Right. So that, but I guess it has to do with the actual obligation of it or the oath that you're taking where, you know, it's one thing to sit and watch, in essence, Scottish Rite. It's, it's a story. Mm. Well, you still take an oath on those. Play, but there's none that specifically states, I will defend this religion above all others. That is true. Which mm-hmm. I get it. Right. I, you know, it's a personal choice. Just like everything we talk about, it, it's a personal choice. Um, right. Don't you comfortable with? No, I just haven't done it because I haven't had the time yet. I, I think, for me anyway, uh, it's a two-prong thing. I think this hurts the York right as a whole, with that being one of the stipulations to take the order of commandery. Um, but I get why it's there because it's the order of the temple and the ancient Templars. That's you guys, I'm watching you on the camera. You both look like you're in solitude prayer. That's freaking great. I, I am. love it. It's freaking hilarious. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I honestly, I'm negotiating for Chinese food. No, no, that's fine. Nego- no, no, you got to negotiate. You have to negotiate. It's just funny. Like I looked over and Joe's got the hood on, and both of you were like, "It was funny." I'm sorry. I had to make a point on it. It was funny as hell. Um, but. Uh, no, definitely negotiate for Chinese food. You have to negotiate okay. for Chinese right. food. Um, <laughs> you didn't catch my chant. I might negotiate for Chinese food. Just saying. Uh, I did catch her chant. So, uh, but I just want to add that uh, I think it does hurt the York right with that stipulation being in there. But I think that I, I I know for a fact there are many commanderies that allow Jewish and or Muslim brothers mm-hmm. to come in. But I also think it goes back to its tenants. And again talking allegorical the knights templar was a christian order right. and the lessons are universal the lessons That's are universal but it was a christian order right but i think that that should be used as allegorical right. and that's just my personal opinion i'm sure i'm going to catch living hell tomorrow for those who listen to this being that i'm an, uh, a member of the grand commandery uh but i also think that as a mason you're narrowing your playing field 
Agree. For a craft that is losing membership. Think about it from that terms. You're narrowing it down to only Christians. Right. You're narrowing it down to a demographic. But, but That's my opinion. So I, I don't know anything about the about the York right. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not, not there. But what I mean one of the one of the things that I think are is, is valuable in our in our conversations is that that it is it, it's uh, open to any any religion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it, and it's and while there are there are people who are who are killing each other because of subtle differences between their religious beliefs. Correct. That's not going to happen in our lodge because right. we don't we right. don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, if there ever was a case where you'd have a Mason who had a problem with somebody who was a different religion, you can be brought up on Masonic charges and thrown out for that. And, and you should. Right. And right. You should. That's, that's, you what we, should. that's what we... I, I have a guy at work. A I have a guy at work. He's a Muslim kid from Syria. And he was American, was born in America, went back over to Syria, lived there for a long time, came back to America, and he lives here now that I work with. And he is a good dude. Young kid, 23, 25 years old. Young kid. But he's a all-around good dude. And I don't see him as, oh, there he is. He's, he's there's the Muslim who works right, for us. Right, right. I don't. I don't even see that. Like, I don't even see that. Then, you know, there's a good person. He's just a good guy. Like, yeah. this actually, uh, the, the, I work also with, with black guys as well that are just good people. I break their balls. As a matter of fact, I've actually made the joke that I get along better with the Muslim and the black guys <laughs> than I do with, my, with, with, with white people. <laughs> and it's funny. Like, so. So you started, that sounds like a, a joke. A mason, a Muslim, and a black guy walk into a, a lumber yard. But <laughs> <laughs> that's your world every day. My point is, judge people, and people should be allowed to join masonry based on, and they are allowed to join masonry, based on their good works, not their race, color, credo. Right. That's it's extremely important. It's, it's very good. You know, that's one thing I think Freemasonry has taught us, is to look beyond those. Right labels and stereotypes and somebody's outer appearance you look I wish, into the, to find a good person i wish people did this on a very high level i mean you can take it all the way up and again we're freemasons we don't get political but let's get political real quick oh boy you have republicans and democrats and <laughs> you have republicans and democrats in this country who cannot stand one another I've actually, as me as a person, I've learned to listen. I'm a very good listener. I shut up more than I listen. Yes, again, made this comment before. I talk a lot in this podcast, but I listen a lot outside of this podcast. Both sides make good points. Yeah. And when you close your eyes to the other side of the story, you're missing something. Again, I'll get political. Good guy I drive with, I've worked with. He was a partner for me when I worked at work. And again, I will I'll flat out say it. I'm pro Trump. I'm I'm a Trump supporter. I voted Republican. This particular guy was a Democrat. And we were kind of going back and forth, just talking on a generic level. It was not bad at all. No, it's but a healthy per- debate. It's a perfectly healthy debate. Yeah. And I it, and one of the things he had brought up was make America great again. And I said, well, he means make America great again. It's it's slogan. It's a great slogan. He says, when was America great? I mean, America has always been great. But 
he's talking about when was America great before? Like, was it when we were we had slaves? <laughs> was it or when segregation or segregation? Right. What right. are we talking? When was it great to begin with? Like, right. what Verify are we talking that. about? Verify where fair. your jump point is. Right. Are you talking about the Revolutionary War? Are you talking about the Civil War? Are you right. talking about like? And, and I thought about it. And I'm like, God damn it, he's right. Yeah, like, what does he mean by point. that? Like, what exactly does that slogan mean? Right. Not that America wasn't always great. Because again, I'm a, uh, I'm a Marine. I am very patriotic. But to actually, for, for those who are not, 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 not patriotic, but those from a different point of view are looking at it, what is he talking about? Right. Right. So it was just, it was a very, and it kind of opened my eyes a little bit like, wow, like, well, that's a good damn point. Right. So just, just something, it's food for thought. And, and again, uh, bringing this all back into Freemasonry, this is what makes Masons great is that they think about these things. They debate these things in a healthy environment, in a lodge, not politically. But I'm just saying, like, there's, there's, a, there's a meddling of ideas in different points of view about things, not so much religion, and or, or again, I want to make perfectly clear that in a Masonic lodge, there is no speak of, uh, there's no speak of politics or religion whatsoever. But Freemasonry is a nice base where everyone can kind of talk about different ideas. But, it, but it, it's it's a, the, the one thing that that I think it's 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 very very uh, prominent in our in our news yeah. and and whatnot is that uh, you know every, it's 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 so hopelessly polarized mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. and you it's it's either it's either my way or or, or there's mm -hmm. there is no other way right which mm -hmm. you can't you can't have that because there's right. there's half half the people who have. Everybody's you have to listen. Right. And that's what listen. there's no there's no such thing as as the you know, total And that's one thing I love about Freemasonry is that there's a there's a lot of ideas and things that are talked about. Um again, not so much religion or politics. We kinda leave that outside the door. Right. But we've had conversations outside of lodge, not during an act of lodge, but we've had conversations about things like that. And uh that's one thing I enjoy. Well I thoroughly uh, enjoy it. You know, people listening. Keep it going, fellas. I'm here. It comes. It comes from mutual respect. You right. have to get to a point where there's mutual respect. I mean, by no means do I consider myself a devout Christian or a devout Catholic. Um, but my purpose of going on this retreat was to, to seek knowledge, mm -hmm. to to gain an experience, to to maybe tap into something that's consistent with my Masonic journey. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian or a Catholic journey. Mm -hmm. But it's it's seeking out knowledge. And somebody asked on Discord what was the biggest thing I took away from this retreat. It was this other form of meditation that was prior to this wasn't known to me. And mm -hmm. that was a big, big takeaway for me. Mm -hmm. um, but if it were a Buddhist monastery or temple or a Muslim mosque or something that offered me the same type of thing I would be open to that same experience because it's a, a, a journey a, a quest for knowledge I have mm -hmm. a very close brother of mine who's a Mormon mm -hmm. and I asked him a, a ton of questions because again it's just seeking more information seeking more right. light you draw your own conclusions you take away from it what relates to you mm -hmm. but it's hard to form your own opinion if you don't have all of the 
or a good you're never going to have all the information but a good amount of information to base your opinion on right or to base mm -hmm. your beliefs on right. um, and again you're going to have people who take an opinion in a positive way and you're going to have people take it in a negative way right Look, getting back onto and I'm going I'm kind of playing off of a uh, uh, brother John Gates, he said, it's a broad enough statement where it can apply to almost everyone in every way or another. Everyone has a different view on great. That's absolutely 1,000% true. You have to understand that some people are going to take it in a negative way. Right. And it's not so much a, uh, I'm right, you're wrong. And we have that, we have a very polarized, as, as Worship Brother Earl said, we have a very polarized idea of what's right and wrong. You know, I also want to just say <laughs> on a couple things. Well, okay. I want to say the first, and things. then I have something to say. I, I just want to worshipful brother John Gates. I, I just want to say this on two things. <laughs> I am not a hardcore Republican. I have actually been independent. I'm an independent voter, mm -hmm. which means, so for those who are foreign listeners who are listening, you have Republican, Democrat, Green Party, Libertarian. You have all kinds of parties. One of the things is independent, which is... You're independent. Do you vote for whoever right. you want. You just can't vote in primaries. Now, I want to also, you cannot vote in primaries. And on top of that, even if you're a Republican, you still vote Democrat. Even if you're a Democrat, you still vote Republican. In the general no, election. In right. the general election. Right. doesn't matter. Like, uh, but I just want to say this. <laughs> and I make this joke all the time that I am not a hardcore Republican, so I don't want people to think this. I'm more of, I put my faith in the guy who's running. Okay. For instance, when... George Bush was up against Al Gore. I went with Al Gore. Why? Because I thought George Bush Jr. was an idiot. <laughs> Turns out I'm right. You were right. <laughs> you were right. When Obama was running against... Uh, McCain? No, the first or, uh, guy. Mitt Romney? No, the it first was, guy. It was McCain and then Romney. Is who Obama no, that was another guy too. Wasn't there? No. No. I think no. Right. Okay. Well, either way, I voted for Obama because I, I thought I the other I voted, guy. I voted for Obama. I and, thought the other I guy voted, was an idiot. And, the, and I voted for Trump for the. For the and right. I voted. Right. So the, I. Again, for the record, I those keeping score. I for those wrote, keeping score, I wrote in John Kasich as my presidential. <laughs> for the next election, though, I'm definitely writing in Puppet George. <laughs> you know what? He might get like seven votes. Hey, bitches! <laughs> But I just, you brought up Worshipful Brother John Gates before, so I just wanted to give him a shout-out for two reasons. One, he's a past master of Ashlar Aspatuck Lodge, number 142. He also posed a question a little earlier that if right. you conveniently glossed over. I actually didn't even see it. I apologize, Worshipful Brother John Gates. Aren't you 30-something, Worshipful Brother Joe? He thinks I'm in my 30s. Wow. Yeah, so take that. When you see him, you need to buy him something. <laughs> I'll, I'll see something. him probably this week if he takes me out for a beer. But Worship Brother John Gates, he needs to pay for that comment because, no, he's like, what are you? Again, 47, right? 46 and three quarters. Okay, so I'm in the yeah. ballpark. I'll be 47 and I was being serious. I wasn't being, no, I'll be 47 I wasn't being a douche about it. <laughs> this time. <laughs> this time I was not. No, worship, aren't just, you 30-something, Worshipful Brother Joe? Thank you, Worshipful Brother John Gates. I just turned 37 two days ago. But you're the height of a 12-year-old. Hey, listen, I always make the joke. I made it. Really? That was, that was a good one, actually. Hey, thank you. I always made it. Made the joke. Hey, well, I made it past Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what my mother was giving me a hard time about Instagram one day. And I'm like, Ma, like, I've got like 250 followers. <laughs> Jesus had 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get uninvited from that's Easter great. dinner. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Like he had 12. So. I have like 250.
That was pre the podcast too. All right. So uh, I want to start a new segment, and this was actually suggested to me by a friend, who said, uh, who said you should do a top five at the end. We should do a top five. So I'm going to do. We actually kind of touched I hate on when you spring these on us without any warning. I love it. I hate it. Top five. Top five things. And I think I'm going to start off with top five things that annoy us. In a general sense. So in a general let's start it off. Top five things that annoy us in a general sense as individuals. So I'm going to turn it over to Worship Brother Earl first. Oh. Top five things that drive you insane. Don't say secretary. <laughs> I'm insane. In general. So it doesn't have to be Masonic. Doesn't have to be Masonic. Okay. In general, top five things that annoy you. Hmm. You want me to generalize it more? No, no, no. It's All right. Just, You're just, just having a hard time narrowing it down to yeah, five. Yeah, it's, well, well, I'm, I'm a... Gingers and black hoods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. I have to think. I got, All a right. very, got a very slow mind. Worship Brother Joe, top five things that annoy us. People that dig in on an, op- on an opinion that they are completely ignorant of the facts. Okay. So, like, people that will watch, they get their news from the little scroll mm-hmm. at the bottom that gives you that particular story in a sentence with no context. Right. And that's what they formulate their opinions on. Okay. But not only do they formulate their opinion, they dig in hard. Right. And they have no idea what they're talking about. Okay. Because I'm the kind of guy that won't just let it go. I'll keep asking questions. <laughs> Oh, my right. God. Yeah, you can see I'm, like, twitching. Even right. uh, That's what I'm laughing. He's getting all worked out. This is, me at, this is me at family dinners. This is me. This is why my in-laws hate my guts. This is why you got you got marks on the arm of the chair. Right? Like when, when funny story, and thank God, not, I don't think any family's listening. <laughs> my mother-in-law had a priest over for dinner one night, and he starts talking about the brand-new crystal chandelier, the Swarovski crystal chandelier they put mm-hmm. in the rectory. Mm-hmm. So then I say, well, wouldn't Jesus want you to give that money to the poor people in Bridgeport? <laughs> All right. And then I get banned from dinners with the priest. <laughs> All right. What's number two? Oh, I thought of thought of number one, and it's uh, it's uh, deal dealing with people who have a high respect for themselves. Okay. Undeserved right. high respect for themselves. <laughs> Right. Like our host. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That was the puppet. That was the puppet talking. All right. Uh, okay. So so that's. Are we going to do five for each one of us? Or are we just going to do a whole. You know, let's just keep going until we run out. Let's just go. I, there's a lot of things that really I'm, 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 I'm irk me. I'm thinking if any of my family's watching, they're going, Dad, Dad, why can't you. You, you have hundreds, thousands of things that annoy you. Why oh, I thought of it. So I got two yeah, right go off ahead. the cuff. Go ahead. Right go off the cuff. Uh, one is a uh, particular words, okay? And those two words are supper and moist. <laughs> Drive me insane. I hate moist. The word moist. So just, you you wouldn't ah! want you wouldn't want a nice warm moist brownie after supper for dessert. Oh, those two words. I don't know what it is. I don't know so, why when you say supper, moist does your hand start going? Uh, like that? Just <laughs> I'm just saying moist and supper. Oh, let's go have supper. Drives me insane. My other one, okay, off of the two words ones, is going to have to be uh, people, when you're having a conversation with somebody and they walk up and just stand there. That drives me bananas. They invade your personal bubble. Oh, they're just there. They're not invading my personal bubble. They're not within arm's distance. But if I'm having a conversation with you and they just stand there and wait. 
drives me bananas. Absolutely hate that. Three, people stand too close to you in line. I am claustrophobic. I've said it before. I'm very claustrophobic. Maybe antisocial. Whatever the case may be. Not antisocial. What's a, what's the word for people who don't like to be crowded? Agoraphobic. No, that's fear of spiders. Really? No, that's arachnophobia. That's arachnophobia. I knew that. <laughs> Agoraphobia is fear of crowds. Fear of crowds? Okay, yeah. then that's the one I'm looking for. I hate when you're standing in a line and somebody's just breathing down the back. <sighs> just their hot breath on the back of your neck. Drives me insane. God, I can think of that's a, three. Go ahead, I can Joe. think of a time that Somebody I've done all three of those things to you. I used supper earlier today. <laughs> you did because I had to teach you the difference between dinner and supper, which I now know. That's <laughs> mystic knowledge that I brought back from the monastery. Right. Um, I know I've come up to you at Blue Lodge Council meeting, and I didn't know anybody, so I came up to you and waited for you to stop talking to Brother uh, Lorenzo. Uh, Me? Yeah. <laughs> Blue Lodge Council. Yeah, remember I came up here for Blue Lodge Count? Uh, yeah. Fellow Craft Club. Fellow Craft Club. Club. I'm sorry. All right. No, it's all right. We don't have I, one of those in my district. I, I, here, I, I got one. I just, go, go ahead, I, go I, ahead, I, go I ahead. Come up, with, come up with one of them. What really annoys me is when you see somebody at the, at the, at the at car, at the grocery store, or wherever, where they have the, the, the Christian symbol, the, the fish. The fish mm-hmm. thing, yeah. And then they write Darwin in the middle of it and little feet coming out of the fish. I mean, who the hell do these people think think that 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 the, the Christians are that we just that everybody's some sort of fundamentalist thing that you, that you, that they can say? Oh well, of course Darwin must be wrong. The Earth is only five thousand years old or something like that. I, every time I see that, I, I've often thought I, I should bring bring a paint scraper to the, the grocery store with me and just scrape the goddamn thing off. That's freaking hilarious. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And you know, and you know. Well, here's here's the other one, and I know you'll there'll probably be a bunch of people comp- complaining. More often than not, you will see that on a Toyota Prius. <laughs> I hate Toyota Priuses, and the kind of superior, extra superior look you get from these people. Oh look, he's driving a Ford Explorer. I've got a there was Ford a Prius Toyota at Prius. there was a Prius at the monastery <laughs> park. Actually, and they had those stickers. I don't know that they had the Darwin one, but they had the you know the big H 2016 sticker on there. And for those watching or listening, listen. One of my favorite songs ever is "I'm an Asshole" by Dennis, Dennis Leary. Yes, I love that song because it cracks me up every time I listen to it. So, wait, wait, we got any more negativity? Neg- negativity. And, and I, uh, I, yep. I'm and right when I say negativity, you. I'm going to qualify it because it's happened to me. It happened to me earlier today, and mm-hmm. it happens to me a lot. I call my mother mm-hmm. out on it all the time. Like, I'll call, hey, how's your day going, blah, blah. Hey, do you remember Sally Joe, blah, blah, blah? Oh, yeah, I kind of remember. Oh, she's dying. <laughs> That's right. Like, you were sick. Okay. <laughs> All right, what else is going on? Oh, well, so-and-so's not feeling well. It's like, hey, how about give me some happy news? Just right. hit me with the, the, the morbid stuff later. Talk, yeah, talking about opening your mind. I mean, boy, I've you know, got a complete block there. Now it's just... It's painful, you guys. Bring this up now. I have all these things. <laughs> See, we're, we're, we, we, it's, it's, it's just, we scratched at the scab. Listen, the this, this is a way to vent. This is well, our, well, let me, we're let not me, only show. We're showing we're real people. Let me give, like, let me give, let me give the next thing that, that popped into my head. We've done a at work. They've got done a lot of a uh, lot of really nice renovations. The company mm-hmm. is, is growing. Everybody's really happy. Mm-hmm. And 
And the, one of the things that they did was they put in a secure revolving door. Mm-hmm. Now, now the, the place the place that I I know we have Dutch listeners. The place that I work for is a Dutch company, mm-hmm. and they have these idiot Gideon. secure <laughs> Gideon. secure revolving doors at the mm-hmm. place. So so you'll you'll go up to the plate, and they're, they're, they're tiny little things. You put your badge on the on the, the thing, and it'll go beep, and then there'll be a little voice that says, "When the light turns green, please enter the revolving door and then walk <laughs> through it." And but the, the problem is like. Like uh, two times out of ten, the thing will stop, and you're stuck in there. <laughs> Your face bangs against the against the door, and then someone has to come in and push a button to back you up. That's annoying. Yeah. So you know what's annoying? People like me that whenever you're going through a regular revolving door, <laughs> I go in behind you, and as soon as you're walking, I grab that handle in front of me and jerk it back. <laughs> I think I do that every time I go through a revolving door. Every time. Actually, funny. I'm that guy. Waterbury Hospital has a sensor that if you get too close to it it'll stop oh waterbury hospital holy crap (laughs) i spent a tremendous amount of time in i love actually like walking slower than the thing spinning so that it stops (laughs) and you see the people on the other side of it losing their mind (laughs) that's That's me all right what do you say we locked this up all right we've had some fun at the end here let's close it down for the freemasons podcast i'm your host right worship brother george marjorie signing off Worshipful Brother Josephus, signing off. <laughs> Worshipful Brother Earl. Have off. a good night. <laughs> He's the Josephus. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>